0: Welcome to the inaugural episode of Furry-Faced Finance, the show where we help young adults get a vision of what their future financial security can be. I'm JR.
1: And I'm Michael. And in the past, we've done a few pre-recordings. Today is our big debut. We are so (laughs) pumped up that you guys are going to join us on this journey. Today, we're going to be talking about retirement. So we're going to jump straight to what some consider the end of life. But, you know, that's always the case. And as you're going to hear from me and JR, we're going to kind of fill you in as to why that is. Yeah, we basically
0: have have come up with four different approaches to retirement to let you kind of – well, to inform you about each of them so you can make a, a good, informed decision on which approach to retirement you want to take. And the last one is actually kind of a surprise approach to retirement that most people don't consider, so hang in there for that one. Uh, the first one we want to talk about, of course, is your traditional form of retirement. This is probably the one that your parents have been pitching to you for ever since you've been getting ready to leave the nest, so to speak. Um, it is the model that that most of your financial gurus will, uh, will pitch to you and try and educate you on how to accomplish. And that is your traditional retirement where you start saving young, you use compounding interest to grow that money as much as possible over the course of your life and you retire at age 65 or 67 or you know maybe an early retirement at 63 and then you start drawing on that on that money and the, the concept is that you basically start taking that money and you hope that the money holds out long enough that you die before the money runs out so that's your traditional retirement. Uh, Michael, what are some of the, the benefits and, and the pros and cons to that that you can think yeah.
1: of? Yeah, I mean, I think some of the pros that stick out to me is it's more kind of secure in a way because you're investing, you're making those decisions, you're stocking it away. You know, you've got that nest egg that you've been growing year after year after year, and you're seeing that, and it's kind of reinforcing your brain. Each time you get that statement, oh, it's growing, it's growing, my retirement, I'm closer to retirement, and you're seeing that progress. So I think that is really huge. Kind of one of the downsides to that, though, is the job security, because in order to invest, you've got to make that money. So a lot of people in that way, that's a big reason entrepreneurship really wasn't a huge thing to a lot of people. Most people think, go to corporate America, you're going to work, put in your 401k, Go and do that, and you're going to work that job from you know age 18 till you retire. And nowadays, with how things change, laws, and just how people are more passionate about going for who they are, that may be something to consider because most likely you're not going to stay in that same job. You're going to hit a, a ceiling eventually where you're maxed out at your skill set, and then you've got to go to uh, do some extra courses to gain some more skill sets. So that. Sometimes you meet new people and that tries to take you to a different direction. So, those are kind of the pros and cons that come to mind to me when I think about the traditional route. Yeah. I mean, it, it is definitely more secure when you're
0: investing over the long term because, you know, your investments. Tend to go up and down and if you're investing over the long term it's it's eventually going to go back up again when you when yeah. you may lose some money in your portfolio but it'll eventually go back up so that's kind of nice but like you say i mean you just jobs uh, what did this just i think the statistic says that everybody will change jobs five times in their lifetime now and so. so the fact that the idea that like m- maybe your parents or, or at least your grandparents had of retirement where you start with one company you're loyal to that company and they're loyal to you for the entire your entire working life
1: that's really just gone out the window and that reminds me because uh, one of the guys i used to work with at one of my old jobs was actually working there just to supplement because he had a pension Who's heard of a pension nowadays like no companies offer pension very anymore. few so i mean that's a kind of talking about that traditional route is that pension was big for them because they were like, oh, once I hit, you know, the 20 years of service or whichever, whatever the company or government had mandated, that then, oh, I can retire on that and then make other money. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, it's kind of out the window. So you don't have that opportunity. So you kind of got to get a little bit more creative, which kind of, I feel like, leads us to kind of number two, which is FIRE. And JR would love to talk about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, FIRE is actually... This is the approach to retirement that my wife and I took without even knowing that we were doing it. It this this was years ago before the whole FIRE uh, frenzy has come about. But FIRE is basically the FIRE stands for financially independent retire early, is what FIRE stands for, and what these people do is you know what. Your traditional model will say, put away 10% of your income, put away 10% of your income. Well, the fire community said, what would I, what would happen if I put away 25% or 35% or 75% of my income, and then I could retire really early in life? And they have this approach where they're dumping as much as they can into their their investments and then retiring at age 35 or 45, somewhere in there. And it's definitely an interesting approach to to uh, retirement. the The benefit, of course, is you know you retire when you're when you're 35 or 40. That's a lot of great years you have left to go and do the stuff you want to do. Uh, the drawbacks, I the biggest drawback I see to that is you have to know that you will be you will have far less money to play around with. These people are they they know very well that they're cutting their expenses to the bone in order to be able to sock as much money into their investments as they can. And so that that's kind of the trade-off I see with fire.
1: Yeah, and I see I think when I think of that I think short game versus long game. You're you're playing for the long game. You're running the marathon, not the sprint. The sprint, that's what I'm saying, is that that short time that you're struggling financially, your friends are out partying and going on great vacations, Snapchat and Instagram videos, you know? That's all fun and well, and that's fine. If that's their strategy, their money, their life, that. But the fire, who's gonna laugh longer when you're out? You're like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm going to go on a cruise. You wanna come? And they're like, oh no, I gotta work. Sorry, I don't, I'm gone, bye. So then, at the end of the day, you're going to have more money. You're going to be able to afford those grander vacations without that stress, which I know I know I've been guilty of. You put it on a credit card at a young age because you want to go do it. So you put it on a credit card. So then you've got the debt. Then you've got a <laughs> extra stress of trying to pay somebody else off. So I think the fire is a good strategy to consider for a lot of people. Yeah, and and it's not the it's not the only model of
0: fire. There there are a lot of people who. And we'll talk about this in a future episode. There's there's a lot of people that say, well, I just never want to retire, and I think I think some degree it's it's a misconception about what retirement is. And we'll talk about that in a in a future video what what retirement really actually is. But that brings us to our third model of of uh, retirement. We've got the traditional model. We've got FIRE, but we also have kind of a, a hybrid FIRE where. They, they save as much as they possibly can and have the ability, the freedom to retire, but they just never leave their job because they yeah. act, you know, they then, you know, like maybe d- while they're doing the fire approach, they're working a job that just does not really satisfy them, but they work it because it pays really well. And then when, once they've achieved, into financial independence, then they they rather than just quit the job, they go and get a job that they really love, that they really feel passionate about, that they really feel like they're contributing to society with, and they then feel very fulfilled in their job so they just keep working and keep working, even though they know they could retire any day because they've got the the funds set aside to do so and that's another interesting approach to to fire has kind of some of the same uh, some of the same um, cons. You know, you're still going to have to cut your expenses to the bone yeah. to save enough money to be financially independent when you're 35 or 40. But yeah. it has that added benefit of well, I don't have to wonder what I'm going to do with the rest of my life once I've got enough money to retire. You know what you're going to do because you're going to move into that job that you just really, really would love to do.
1: Exactly, and I mean that kind of does a little bit of a safe fault because if you think about it, FIRE strategy, kind of another con that just got brought up when JR was talking about that, is if you're doing the FIRE hybrid where you're actually still working, if there's anything that goes screw with the economy, hit a, another depression or recession, anything like that, you're still making that money. So, I mean, even if your investments are down, you're not freaking out going, oh, no, oh, no, my whole like retirement plan is gone. You're still bringing that money in, so you're able to keep compensating yourself. Whereas the other fire strategy, you might have to get back into a job. But thankfully, at that point, you've already set yourself up where you can go for something you're passionate about. You're not locked down to something you have to do. You're getting to do what you want to do. And at that point, like JR said, you're fulfilled, you're happy. And I'm such a big proponent of what Gary Vee says. Happiness greater than everything. Happiness is number one. I mean yeah. that money will find you when you're happy. People love to buy from people that they like, that they see are happy. People love to do business in general. They'll come to you and ask you questions if you're happy and approachable. So I mean, your opportunities will come as long as you're happy and doing something you're passionate about. I firmly believe
0: that. Yeah, and the other benefit that that this approach has is um, we live in a in a a world where jobs can be just cut and so you know whether you're you may be doing a great job at your position and the company comes to you and says we we had to cut that position out so we don't have a job for you anymore uh you're at least set up for something like that so yeah and that kind of brings us to our our final um model of retirement so to speak the one that this yeah is in air quotes for sure is is the concept that you just plan to never retire has some interesting benefits i mean if you're not if you're not trying to come up with if you're not approaching fire then you have you would have an extra what 35 to 75% of your income to play around with if yeah. you're if you're not approaching the traditional model you'd have an extra you know, 10% of your income to play around with. So, you, and and you can do that, you can have kind of mini retirements all throughout your life, sure. um, and so that's the benefit. The drawback is there are some, some things that can happen later in your life that can make working into your 80s difficult, you know, into your 70s or 80s. And so you really do need to, in this model, you really need to think about where your career is going Am I going to be able to, you know, if I'm am I working in a factory and eventually going to have to transition into a desk job somewhere, whether that's with the company or writing a blog about what you did in the company or something like that. True. You, you may have to transition.
1: Yeah, and and JR hit that on the nail the nail on the head on that one because we were actually talking before the show and I said, Yeah, you know, me personally, I'll probably keep working even a part-time job or something once I retire. And I was like, because I think I would get bored and become one of those people that get depressed and, you know, eventually just die because I have no like, purpose and no drive. And Jared was like, actually, you know, we should probably do an episode on retirement because he brought up that exact point that you can work and just keep working and you don't have to necessarily retire. You can go do fun things, but that there is a big misconception about retirement because it's not all about just sitting in one chair staring at a TV the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah, or sitting on the beach, even in some cases, that some people try to paint online.
0: Yeah, guys, we are going to uh, kind of flesh out each of these models of retirement over the course of the next four weeks. So, so c- come back and check those out. We'll develop each of them a little bit further, and we uh, we definitely want to be a part of what your decision is. If you if you want to hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram. Uh, at Furry Faced Finance. If you want to Snapchat us at Furry Faced, we would love to chat with you about your retirement plans.
1: And guys, JR has given us a great opportunity here. He's actually going to include in the description a PDF file with the four highlights of the retirement. So keep an eye out for that. And then you'll be able to have that to give to any of your friends, children, anybody that you think that needs to see this and kind of think about the future. So, guys, we believe in you, and we can't wait to see you next week.